Section 8 of Hildebrand and His Times by William Richard Ward Stevens. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 5 Pontificate of Nicholas II. Decree respecting method of election to the papacy. Alliance with the Normans. Degradation of Benedict X. Election of Alexander II. Cadulus of Parma elected antipope. 1059 to 62 part 2 hildebrand about this time was made archdeacon he became more than ever the moving spring of all business in rome and he now lived in such constant intercourse with men of the world and assumed so much secular grandeur in his dress retinue and general style of living as to shock some of his more ascetic friends especially peter damiani there is no more striking proof of the force of hildebrand's commanding genius than the sway which he exercised over this remarkable man peter longed to resign his bishopric and return to his beloved retreat at monte avellana yet dared not disobey the command of hildebrand to stay where he was and although he disapproved of many things which hildebrand did and never shrank from expressing his disapproval yet he always undertook the tasks assigned to him he loved yet feared him almost equally and called him his holy satan thy will he said has ever been for me a command evil yet lawful would that i had always served god and saint peter as faithfully as i have striven to do thy behests the election of an italian pope the decree of the lateran council vesting the right of election in the cardinals with a very ambiguous reservation of imperial rights and the manifest aim of hildebrand to raise the papacy into a great central independent power excited considerable suspicion at the german court and amongst the german clergy anno archbishop of Köln, an astute and ambitious man clearly saw what a loss of wealth and influence especially in italy would be incurred by the german church if the popes were henceforth to be italians elected by italians he summoned a synod of bishops ten fifty nine or ten sixty in which resolutions were passed pronouncing nicholas disqualified for his office by reason of a stain on his birth forbidding his name to be mentioned in the public prayers and even threatening him with deposition anno seems to have succeeded in prejudicing the german court if not the empress agnes herself against the hildebrandists cardinal stephen having been dispatched to transact some business with the empress was denied admission and after waiting five days returned with his errand unaccomplished the unfriendly attitude of the german court and clergy toward the pope revived the courage of the hostile party in lombardy and perhaps stimulated the nobles near rome to fresh deeds of lawlessness ildred archbishop of york tostig earl of northumberland and the bishops of wells and hereford who visited rome easter ten sixty one to obtain a confirmation of privileges for the new abbey at westminster were plundered on their return to sutri by count gerard of galeria they went back to rome and tostig bluntly told the pope that before he presumed to rule the world he ought to maintain order in his own dominions 
they received compensation for their losses and ealdred now got the pallium which the pope had formerly refused because he held the see of worcester with his archbishopric at the synod held just afterwards gerard was excommunicated and at the same time the decree respecting papal elections was confirmed it was soon to be proved whether this decree could be enforced for on july twenty seventh ten sixty one pope nicholas the second died his pontificate was important rather from the events which occurred in it than for the character of the man he played his part with dignity but the head which guided his actions was the head of hildebrand as soon as the death of the pope was announced in rome the nobles sent the count gerard the excommunicated robber and the abbot of st gregory on the caelian to the german court bearing the insignia of the patriciate for the young king with the request that a nomination might be made to the vacant papal chair hildebrand and his party waited two months before taking a decisive step probably they were trying to ascertain whether they could depend on the support of duke godfrey and the normans in the threefold contest which now threatened them with the roman nobility the german imperialists and the faction in lombardy which was opposed to reform at length they resolved to abide by the decree of the lateran council the cardinals met on october first and elected anselm of baggio the bishop of lucca Anselm belonged to a distinguished family in Milan. He had been one of the earlier scholars of Lanfranc at Beck, and on his return from that seat of learning he had preached vehemently in Milan against simony and the marriage of the clergy. Henry III made him one of his chaplains, and in 1056 appointed him to the bishopric of Lucca. He was on terms of friendly intimacy with Duke Godfrey, and although he was a firm supporter of Hildebrand and the reformers, he seemed well fitted by his Lombard origin and his former connection with the German court to knit together all parties in the church. These hopes, however, were to be disappointed. The moment had come for the Normans to make good their character as defenders of the Holy See. Under the protection of Richard of Capua and his followers, Anselm, who took the name of Alexander II, was enthroned by night in the church of St. Peter ad Vincula, and conducted to the lateran palace where his first act was to administer the oath of fealty to the norman leader the introduction of norman troops was unpopular in rome the election without any reference to the royal court gave great offence in germany and the lombard bishops were incensed at the elevation of such a warm supporter of the paterines they held a meeting under the presidency of wibert of parma the imperial chancellor and passed a resolution that they would not recognize anyone as pope who was not chosen from their party they also sent envoys to the empress to represent that by the decree of pope nicholas the second the election of a pope must be confirmed by the agent of the emperor agnes was a weak pliable woman weary of the world she had recently decided to take the veil and retire from the cares and vexations of public life and responsibilities for which she felt herself unfitted but she could see plainly enough that unless some prompt step was taken rome and italy would slip out of the reach of german control the strength and grandeur of the late emperor's position had been immensely enhanced by the distinguished part 
which he had played in the appointment of the popes and in the work of ecclesiastical reform but now the reformed papacy was acting in complete independence of the empire and in close alliance with duke godfrey and the normans who had been the most formidable enemies of henry the third a synod was summoned to meet at basel on october twenty eighth ten sixty one the empress and young henry were present with the envoys from rome and a large number of bishops from germany and lombardy having invested henry with the insignia of the patriciate the synod annulled the election of alexander as irregular and through the influence of the lombard prelates elected catalus bishop of parma to take the place of the usurper catalus belonged to a wealthy family of verona and had been bishop of parma for nearly twenty years on the first visit of henry the third to italy he had attracted the notice of the emperor and he retained his favour although he never sympathised with the zeal of henry's popes for the reformation of the church he became in fact the head of the opposition to the paterines and at the synods of pavia 1049 mantua 1052 and florence 1055 accusations of simony were made against him which had they been pressed might have led to his deposition the appointment of catalus who took the name of honorius the second was bad policy for the interests of the empress and her son for as an italian he was distasteful to the germans and to the whole body of reformers he was odious peter damiani addressed a letter to him filled with the fiercest denunciations ever hurled by the hebrew prophets against the wicked and profane nothing daunted however the anti-pope made preparations for entering rome early in the year ten sixty two benso bishop of alba a clever eloquent man and a virulent adversary of the hildebrandists was sent in advance and by a lavish expenditure of money and oratory succeeded in forming a large party for cadulus inside the city on one occasion when he was haranguing the people in a hippodrome alexander appeared on horseback with his retinue away leper out wretch begone hateful one cried the bishop of alba and the pope was forced to retreat amidst the abuse and derision of the mob richard of capua had quitted rome to quell an insurrection at capua hildebrand and alexander with difficulty raised some irregular troops but their raw levies were no match for the forces of the anti-pope who arrived in april outside the walls of rome supported by many of the counts of the campagna with gerard of galeria at their head an engagement took place in which alexander's men were worsted and catalus got possession of the precincts of st peter's the exertions of hildebrand however with the aid of his wealthy friend leo son of the converted jew benedict raised more troops who succeeded in dislodging catalus from his position he fixed his camp near tusculum where he could rely on the support of the counts and prepare for another attack upon rome an exceedingly bitter but dismal and desponding letter of peter damiani's proves that he thought the cause of alexander almost hopeless when the aspect of affairs was suddenly changed by the arrival before rome of duke godfrey with an overwhelming body of troops his arrival however did not fulfil the worst fears of catullus or the highest hopes of hildebrand and alexander he merely commanded the two popes to retire from rome to their episcopal sees 
alexander to lucca honorius to parma and there await the decision of the king upon their rival claims the nature of this decision was determined by a revolution which had taken place in germany End of section eight